That's why when you were asking about doing an interview, I was like, I'll, I just want to come up and do it in person. That would like be the best Dude, possible this is, scenario. This is awesome. I think that uh, um, you know we're giving very actionable items to people. Oh, yeah, big golden nuggets and. And you guys got to understand that you're, you're talking to Marcus Aurelius Anderson, uh, an elite coach, and he charges a lot of money for his advice, and you get it for free in our podcast. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate you're welcome, that. man. Honored to be here. So much. So much. So, um, I mean, we're, we're over an hour and a half, and, and, and I'm enjoying it. He's like... Um, it would be a little better if we were drinking some wine or whatever, but he's doing 75 hard. <laughs> yep. And yeah. uh, um, what day are you in? I'm on 16. 16. Day 16, yep. How I gotta, do you feel? I feel amazing. It's, I mean, I know that you do it, and I saw how you, you transformed yourself, and a lot of people that I know have done it. For me, it was like I was already doing a lot of these things, but the thing that I wasn't doing is that's why I kept saying it was consistently. Mm-hmm. I wasn't repeatedly doing that. So you're doing 75 days straight, you're doing two workouts a day and I would always push myself, but then I was like, Oh, you know, now I'm going to give myself a day off, which is not bad, obviously, but to make transformation, to change and to change those habits, it has to be consistent. And two and a half months, if you can give yourself that dedication, if you can make that commitment, make it a priority again, before we came up, I mean, I have to pound the rest of this water before my, you know, tasks are done for the day. But for the most part, I made the priority, got up, mm-hmm. did the outdoor workout, Read my ten pages, got some stuff done, did my next workout, was able to get on the road and get here. So yeah, man. So I I, I love the fact that um, you you have a purpose, you know, you, you know, and then you you have a um, you execute with a sense of urgency. Yeah. In, in in a lot of folks, they don't execute with a sense of urgency. They're they're just going going along the way. It's like no, dude, you got to get it done. If you got the task, get them done, get them done. So I was able to do 75 hard in phase one and phase two. And when I tried phase three, my wife told me no. And my daughter, my oldest daughter, told me, no, Dad, don't do it because you turn into a beast. Because <laughs> I want to get things done, and oh, I yeah. mess up their schedule. And I, you, you guys got to understand, man, and we still have 10 kids at home. And it's like events and things like that that they have to go to. And, and it's just more complicated. But if I did it, any of you MFs have to do it. So, no, I'm just saying. You can I'm do just it. saying. I think that it helped me with my um, with with my routines and my habits. I it, it, it gave me it added to my I, I added some things to my routines, um, and that really helped me out. Also, I think the cardio workout. Uh, I would use it as I know a lot of folks like to listen to music when they work out or whatever. I don't. So we just had a little. Uh, Choking episode here with Marcus because he's drinking his gallon of, of water. I'm done with it, though. And he's done with it, man. <clears throat> Jeez. Boom. I think Check it off the, the hardest part for me was the water. It is. And then oh, honestly. when you – because we we have clients, right? So it's like, okay, if I my first client at 8, it's like I need to smash at least half of this before then. But then smash it soon enough to where I don't have to stop in the middle of the conversation and run and mm-hmm. hit the bathroom. Right. So – yeah yeah it's sure. it's i thought i thought the workouts going to be the worst but um i used the water more than anything it's just uh it, it drove me nuts but got it done but then again you know i'm talking about the workouts what i would do is um you have to have minimum meaningful workouts in my opinion mm-hmm. um and i would do it without music i would focus on one problem 
Yes. Say, okay, I got this problem. How am I going to solve this? And then I would focus on that while doing my workout. And guys, 10 times out of 10, I would get an answer. Yep. So it is, it is highly focused time, I think, because, you know, you're doing your, your, your um, physical exercise, but your mind's still clear. Mm -hmm. You're putting oxygen in your brain. So this is a great time for you to uh, process difficult things or, or problematic things. So it was, that was the best part. I mean, I, I really enjoyed that, and I continue to do that. So I don't listen to music or podcasts when I'm working out. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something that I need to fix or whatever. People sometimes they'll say things like, hey, I was in the shower, and I had this great idea. Or right before I fell asleep, I had this great idea, and I was going to run it down, I forgot. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're able to kind of create that state when you want it, like you said, during a workout, riding a bike, going for a run, you know, lifting weights, you put your body in this place that allows your mind to really stop worrying about everything for a minute. So almost like fasting, right? Like if you fast, it gives your body a chance to really process the food that you've taken in and gives you a chance to recover because it's not doing a bunch of other stuff. It's the same thing with, like you said, with the workout with your mind. If you're not distracted by this this song or this radio station or whatever it is, and with you, like you said, it was almost like moving meditation for you. Yeah. You would say, here's the problem that I have, and you know that by the within an hour or 45 minutes, you're going to have it, an answer <clears throat> or at least an idea of where to go right. to get the answer. So we talk about preparation the things that we're the most afraid of are the things we're not prepared for. So if I don't have an answer, that's what creates fear. If I don't have a, a spare tire in my vehicle, the whole time I'm driving, I'm going to be worried about a flat because I'm not prepared for it. But if I am prepared for it, it's like, okay, well, if I have a flat, I do this. Yeah. Well, if it's bad weather, I do this. If a person pulls in front of me, and I, I have to do this. But when you don't have an answer, that's when you're in trouble. So that's why it's important to look at adversity now, to get in front of it now so that you have an answer as opposed to saying, I don't know what the answer is, and now you realize it's too late. Yeah, well, definitely, man. Yeah, so we're going to move from uh, from the 75 hour uh, to, <laughs> do you have any routines or, or habits? I, I absolutely do. Um, 75 hard obviously is uh, my newest sort of addition, but I've always had like a, a meditation practice. I've always had uh, a physical practice. So you do it at a certain time, or is just you got to get it done during the day, or so for for me for meditation and and for some people um, meditation and or prayer, whatever it is that they they enjoy doing, I do it as soon as I wake up because that's when I'm the most clear. If I wait until noon or the afternoon, um, I can still do it, but I don't get nearly as much out of it. It's like a my baseline is at the very lowest of stimuli when I first wake up. But if I've had two clients, a, a, a business meeting, an interview, <clears throat> and I'm getting ready to drive to the gym, but I know that I have to meditate before I do that, there's a lot of stuff going on. And even if I'm trying to focus on my thoughts or not having thoughts, I'm thinking to myself about what this, this interview said or what body part am I going to work when I work out? Or is there going to be traffic? Or do I need to just go do these things? So the the five tasks for 75 hard is a progress pick, two 45-minute workouts, one indoor, one, out, one outdoor, a gallon of water, obviously, which you heard me, um, for better or for worse, <laughs> getting my task done. So, Andy, I got it done. Um, <clears throat> Ten pages of a book that's nonfiction that's going to actually help you with your own edification. And then uh, what am I missing? 
the two workouts two, two workouts the water uh, the progress pick yeah so that's all of it and then I use the app because it takes all the guesswork out of it for me but meditation is is powerful because it gives me even more clarity keeps me even more present with what I need to be working on um, the rest of the routines are the, the reading doing that making sure I'm reading something that's going to actually help me yeah and that's a lot of people are reading the books because they think other people you know oh so-and-so talked about this but find something you're going to enjoy find something that's going to make you want to read it like yeah. hopefully if you read my book it makes you not want to put it down like you want to read more of it and that's what a good book a good author does for sure yeah definitely <clears throat> for, for me my, uh, my my routines are you know I'll wake up and I won't open my eyes until I say some prayers there you go because I know that it, because of my temperament, as soon as I put a foot on the on the rug, man, I'm on. Yep. And so I force myself to stay in bed, and and I thank God for everything that I have, my family, my health, and I try to get in, in a gratitude uh, state of mind. One of the things that I added um, the last three weeks is about three weeks. I promised myself that I would not let anything bug me. I mean, really, rob me of my peace. Okay. Like, get angry. Like I. I usually something doesn't go my way and I would get upset and then, and then you know get upset and then okay I want to focus on the solution but I got upset and I wanted to eliminate that sour part of the, mm. the, the you know, of, of the thing and so um, it's like I built a trigger so now when something doesn't go my way I'm going okay we're not gonna lose our peace let's just focus on the solution so I'm skipping the anger mm. stage of that because I promise me you know I, I like to make um, personal promises to me because I know I keep those. Yeah. It's just like doing 75 hard, doing whatever, uh, um, make myself a promise and I'm like, don't be a booze, Miguel. Yeah. You promise yourself, you know, you're going to let yourself down and that kind of stuff. So I go through that. But um, the morning uh, uh, Thanksgiving prayer, uh, the promise I won't let anything discourage me or it'll get me upset. And also another thing that really helps me is I'm always checking on myself. Yeah. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right activity? Um, yes or no? And if it's a yes, continue doing whatever you're doing. If it's a no, stop. Yeah. And, and regroup. But it's a great um, habit to develop because you're always going to um, be doing the right thing because you're checking yourself, you know. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? No, yes, no, yes, no, and then go on. So to me, that 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 works. You, do you have anything? I I like that the self audit is very important. Yes, self audit for sure. And then uh, I didn't mention it either before, but I I do fast, sometimes twenty four hours, sometimes forty eight hours, sometimes five days, depends on what I'm doing. And then I also follow a low carbohydrate diet, which for me, for me was a life changer because of all my injuries and all the stuff that's gone through through my body. Um, taking carbohydrates out reduce all the inflammation so like my neck pain is pretty much gone um, lot in 2020 when everything was going on a lot of the gyms closed and I had a limitation in my mind about running because it always caused pain in my neck even in the military and then I was like you know what I'm out of excuses this is a great chance for me to try to start running and I did and from March until December I went from running five minutes at a time. I was actually able to run two marathons by the end of last year, wow. which were like big things that I never thought were even possible. So even 
if you hear Miguel and I, it's like we're even now we're trying to push ourselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, running for three and a half hours, there's a lot of adversity there, and there's a lot of questions that are answered, a lot of questions that aren't answered. But that's an opportunity for you to learn a lot about yourself. And it's a great analogy about life. In this life, listen, business is a sprint and it's a marathon. It's a marathon of sprints. So you have to continually keep that in mind when you're going through this. Because if you don't, you'll think, oh, I'm going to think long term. But that doesn't give you the urgency that you need. And then if you think, oh, well, I have to get this done right now. And now you're trying to work, you know, 23 hours a day, seven days a week. You're going to burn out. And now all the things that you're working for, your family, your freedom, your health are not going to be there when you're done. So mm -hmm. understand why you're doing what you're doing, the direction you have to go. But also have that, again, that, that burning purpose is big. Yeah, no, man, that's great. Um, this is good stuff, guys. I mean, I hope you're taking notes. You could listen to this podcast again over and over and over, man. I, I'm almost done with my questions, but uh, I don't want to stop. We've been doing this for almost two <laughs> hours. And it's one of those um, really, one of the most enjoyable conversations I've had in a long, long, long time. When I said long time, so I mean at least a decade, oh, honestly. I'm loving that too. too. Thank you, brother. So, so I had a, um, uh, a quote here. It says, a man can only be beaten in two ways, if he gives up or if he dies. That's Richard McAways. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that quote? A man can only be beaten two ways if he gives up or if he dies man i was thinking about that when i was learning to, to walk again and there were times i wanted to give up so bad there were times when it was just like and here's what sucks okay as men a lot of times we base our our value on our occupation like what we can do like am i a provider can right. i provide for my family am i a good father good husband and when you're a soldier, like you're at an elite level as a soldier, like I was, and then to go from being in that position to being knocked on your ass to where you can't even wipe your own ass, it takes everything from you. Mm -hmm. It takes every amount of self-esteem. This is what I was. I was a soldier. I'm this warrior. And now I can't even move. That was the brutal part of it. Now learning to walk again where... Normally it should be something, you know, we walk down the stairs to get down here, but there's, that would have literally taken me, you know, a day had I been stuck in that place where I didn't keep moving. So I just kept telling myself, it's like, I have two options. I can either die or I can keep trying to do this. And that's what kept me going. And when you make, when you make it that simple, when you take quitting off the table entirely, it's not even an option. That's where your commitment's at. Yep. Just like with what you were talking about with the business. Like, you're committed. You're not a hobbyist. You're not just interested. You're not trying to see if this is right for you. No, you're committed. And that's how you get there. So commitment eliminates hesitation. Commitment eliminates fear. Commitment allows you to take action. And so I know that there's a lot of overlapping concepts, but that's what we're trying to put together for you guys. It has to be simple. If you make it complicated, we were doing martial arts before. If I showed a, a self-defense technique that took 12 movements to, to win, right. it, you're going you're gonna to lose it. It's not going to happen. In the face of adversity, when the adrenaline hits your body, you're going to freeze. You're going to forget it. You're like, now what did Marcus say whenever they pull the knife on me? It's like, no, it's too late. It, you, you have to have it at your disposal. Again, from preparation. Mm -hmm. 
So that's why we're trying to give you all these things that are tactics that you can apply in every part of your life and you can win. If you want to apply this to business, do it. If you want to apply this to personal development, go ahead. To your to your own relationships, go crush that thing. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. I mean, I, th- I love the the, the um, point you make. Uh, you take quitting off the table, and that takes you know based on that quote that we had. You know, you're not giving up. That's it. Not going to happen. So that's just not going to happen. And, and so, you guys, when when you really want to commit, take quitting off the table. That's it. When there's no other choice, the choice is simple. Yeah, exactly. So that's another golden nugget for Marcos Aurelius. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. I, I think uh, um, this is one of the best, uh, again, conversations that I've had in a long, long, long time. I think it's very meaningful. And um, you're helping me unravel or unwind a lot of stuff that I had in my head and, and, and making me search down deep inside and really think about things that I, I wasn't doing it in autopilot. Right. Because for me, you know, adversity is like, yeah, welcome. You know, <laughs> and nice to see you again. <laughs> I see, see you again. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know where your spot is, okay? You just go sit out there. You want something to drink? Or you're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, I already know you drink whiskey on the rocks, you know? <laughs> so uh, this is just awesome. Anyway, I have another quote from you. Uh, Most people want a distraction from their lives. As for me... I've created a life that does not make me seek distraction. Want to elaborate on that one? Just exactly what I said. It's like I I understand that being on social media and, and those things are necessary evils for what we do, but it doesn't ruin my life. Um, yeah. I would rather have a real conversation with a person like you. I would re- rather be present than have 100,000 people that follow me on whatever the, the newest platform is yeah. that don't really give a shit about what I'm saying. Um, I had a podcast before that was uh, very successful, if you looked at the numbers, 12 million listeners, 190 countries. But those were people that were taking it from a superficial level, like what you were discussing before, where I would rather have, you know, 100,000 listeners that want to go deep, that want to take these things like what you and I are talking about and start putting it into play and start executing against them and go through the hardship, go through the adversity understand what i'm trying to say adversity as a gift sounds great but when you're in it can you do it can you keep doing it just like you were talking about with faith or gratitude the times that you feel like you don't have it the most is when you need it the most exactly. it's a practice you have to put this into play it doesn't go away and no matter how we say it whether it be something that's eloquent or something that you haven't heard before or it's a way that we've said it that's changed the angle so that it's the aha moment for you you have to just continually understand that this is going to keep showing itself. It will rear its ugly head over and over again. Mm-hmm. So going through this is is part of the process, and you're not unique. Mm-hmm. When we when adversity hits us, we think that it's different because it's us, but it's not. It's a universal law. It's like gravity. So the sooner that you stop playing a victim and asking why it happened, and bitching and moaning and complaining about. I'm a good person. Why did this happen? Stop doing that. You're wasting time again. You're taking time to focus on the problem instead of focusing on the solution. Mm-hmm. And in the end, all that time that you've wasted on the problem may be the thing that stops you from actually finding the solution. Yeah. I like your quote about, um, you know, you created a life that does not make you seek distraction because most people, they want a distraction. 
and and we had a perfect example with the election. Um, mm. I could not watch the news. I couldn't do anything because it's outside my control. Exactly. And I get frustrated for something that it's outside my control. It's a huge distraction. It's taking my, I'm taking my eye off the ball. And so for me, I know that a lot of guys got consumed oh, with yeah. with this. And I believe me, I do think that they stole the election. I believe that in my core that they did steal the election. But there's nothing we can do. All you could do is what you can do. So I'm focusing on the things that are going to um, make me grow, that are going to help the business grow, that are going to help my family uh, grow. And so all the distractions, I, you know, I, I got 2,500 followers on Instagram and people go, hey, you know, you want more? And I'm like, no, I don't want more. <laughs> uh, I don't want to buy any. I don't want to seek more. Um, you know, I, there's days that I don't post anything because it's not my priority. Right. It's a distraction. Right. It's a distraction. So, um, you know, you guys got to get, you want to get focused. You want to achieve your goals. You want to do that. Eliminate distractions. It, and you may, you may not even realize that it's a distraction. Um, we're talking about social media. Mm -hmm. So you may check your phone for what is, you think is 10 minutes and that turns into half an hour. That's an yeah. extra 20 minutes, right? So that's mm -hmm. 20 minutes over a week. It's 210 minutes that you're wasting and then over a month multiply that times four what i'm trying to show you is that if you look at the compounding effect of what that does you're literally wasting years of your life on something that is not that does not give a shit about you mm -hmm. so stop focusing on things stop focusing on getting good at things that don't really matter to you at all and focus on things that you really do give a shit about because if you could take that 20 minutes that you were wasting on social media and apply it towards a book, it takes me about 20 minutes to read, you know, 10 pages. Now, if I stop and I have to do the notes and stuff, it takes more time. But that's the way I look at it. So it's like in those 20 minutes, you could be doing many more things to make you better. You could do burpees for 20 minutes and throw up. I mean, that's that's a <laughs> lot better use of your time than just mindlessly scrolling through and watching whatever it is that distracts you on social media. So, um if you have a life that makes you seek distraction more and more, that should be your indication that you should be looking for something with more depth, more more purpose, yeah. drive behind it. Well, and, and eliminating distractions is going to give you more time and more energy to focus on the things that really, really matter. So, again, you know, audit what you're doing. Um, yep. I got asked a question, you know, how do you make time? I'm like, it's not, I got 24 hours just like you. Mm-hmm. But the difference between me and whoever else is that I audit my time. I'm going, what That's am right. I doing? Is this right? Like I said a few minutes ago, um, I, I'm checking my activities. Am I doing the right activity right now? Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Mm -hmm. And that's how you uh, improve your, 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 your time and, and, and you become more efficient and, and, and you're, you're, you spend your time uh, wisely. So. Right. Audit, audit your uh, activities, guys. That's that's an important lesson there. Um, how do you feel about criticism? Because oh, <laughs> I got one of the one of the quotes from our, from your book. It's uh, um, there's only one way to avoid criticism: do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. That's yeah. Aristotle. Aristotle. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
man, everybody criticizes now. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a critic with social media now. Everybody's been given the opinion. Been everybody's been given the ability to have an opinion without repercussion. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said before, the a lot of spoofs come the come from the cheapest seats. I really don't give a shit about people's criticism unless it's somebody that I really value their opinion. And even then, but that would be constructive. Criticism. That's what I'm saying. And even then, yeah. that's something that's going to help me. Like right. that person's not going to just like, you know, blast me on social media about something. When, when my book first came out and when my TEDx talk first came out, I literally had people coming at me sideways. It's like, how can you think adversity is a gift? You don't even know what that's about. <laughs> and so they would just see that and it would trigger them. Um, I wrote that, that post on discipline and that triggered people. It's like the people that are triggered by this are the ones that, are, that need it the most. Exactly. You know, so um, criticism, I don't really seek it out because it's always out there. But being criticized by a, like a person like you asking if I asked you, hey, what should I be doing with this? What are you what are you going to help me with? You know, give me some advice if you would. That's a different kind of criticism. Mm-hmm. But everybody now, there's just people that have nothing else to do in their lives. They want the distraction. They want to be criticized. Um, in my opinion, in my in my real belief, unless you have some people that are just criticizing you or upset by what you say or what you do or that's too harsh or that's too much then you're not doing something you're just mediocre you're you're lukewarm Mm -hmm. and you'll be spat you'll be spat out right yeah yeah and um yep Lord said i vomit you out of my mouth because you're you're neither hot or cold you're lukewarm you are lukewarm yeah criticism for me I, I couldn't take it uh, um, when I was younger, but as I grew older, you develop a thin skin and you go, okay, I tell my wife and I tell my children, consider the source first. Exactly. You know, just look at the people and go, well, he's going to criticize the way I'm parenting. Well, look at his kids or look at his family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just walk away. Don't, don't, it's, a, it's like you're feeding it if you pay attention to it you're feeding right. you're feeding, the critic, you're feeding um that thing and it grows and, and and it really drives you not but to me um i always say well i'm going to consider the source and sometimes i got to go as far as giving them the benefit of the doubt because they're right. ignorant they don't have all the information right. or whatever else um and that's one of the things about social media that uh, i think that a lot of young people have issues with um, seeing um, the glamorous life, quote unquote, in, in social media, and they start criticizing themselves and putting themselves right. out because they're not at that level. Um, the advice I gave somebody um, was that, you know, you're at different stage of their lives. That might not be real, but if, if, if right. it was real, you can't compare yourself to that. You could aspire to be that. You got to fee- you got to study that person and figure out what what is it they're doing to the. So, because what what is it that they've done so they so they could get there and, and study that and emulate the steps or whatever that they did, but don't compare yourself to anybody, to anybody, because you're unique. Your circumstances are unique. That's it, and and half the time too, I'll actually ask myself, you know, even if it's a person that I don't really care for or they come at me adversarially with the criticism, I just ask, is, is this true? Is any of this true? If they say you're a big fuzzy giraffe, it's like, well, that's not true. I'm not offended by that. I can just walk away because you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying too, looking through that and then seeing what is the 
the intention behind it. You know, who is this person? Are they even qualified to have this opinion? And most of them aren't. So everybody wants to throw around their opinion. But in, in the end, the opinion is not going to stop me from doing what I need to do. And it's probably not going to sway me towards anything that I want. That I've noticed that a lot of people that are wanting to criticize are doing it because they feel like your success or your actions are sort of revealing to them what they're not doing, what they're not. It, you you almost put that mirror up and show them it's like hey I could have done what Miguel was doing if I was willing to put in the time if I was willing to take the the full commitment to if I was willing to do these things but they're not and because they're not they want to defend themselves yeah uh, just right on I think that uh, the point you made about social media has given everybody a voice and it's a reckless voice sometimes. Yeah. You have to uh, look at that and go, you know what? Again, consider sort of where is it coming from? What mm -hmm. kind of lives are these people having or whatever? But anyway, um, failure. Should, should people be afraid of failure? They should not. They should be afraid to not fail. I mean, failure is the only way that we learn. What's the first What's the first big failure we have when we grow up? We're learning to walk. Learning to walk, yes, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, if if I give up the first time I fall down, what does that teach me? Literally, if you think about it, walking isn't about teaching us to walk. It's about teaching us to learn to get back up. Because that's what we're not walking most of the time. We're falling on our ass. Oh, yeah. But once we understand that this is what the norm is, then we're good. As a, as a father, right? If, if the baby falls and we come over and we try to coddle it and pick it up and say, there, there, there. Now we're teaching that child to be disempowered. Now mm -hmm. we're teaching them to wait for somebody to come over and save them. To take a risk. Exactly. Okay. It's like, get up, go do it. How many times do you see a kid running and just fall and just face plant? Bam! <laughs> yeah. And then they look, at, and they look up at you to see, <laughs> what you, how should I react to this? And then they look at dad and dad's like, you're fine. Get up. All of a sudden, even if they're bleeding, because you believe in them, they get up. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think uh, and I, I talk to my children about failure and it's like, don't be afraid. I mean, mm -hmm. it's... For me, failure, it gives you an opportunity to gather another, you know, point of, of data or whatever so, so that you could correct your, your, your course and uh, not make that mistake again. So it's a learning experience more than a failure. And again, Absolutely. if the failures are not fatal, go ahead, try, try different things. As long as you don't have a failure, uh, fatal failure. So, yeah, go... Take some risks uh, um, and don't be afraid. Yeah, you have to literally fail your way to success. Yeah, exactly. And pain and discomfort are the best teachers. That's mm -hmm. why. That's how we always learn. Uh, if we're yeah. boxing, right? And if I'm dropping my hand when I'm throwing the jab, <laughs> I hope you smack me because that's the only way I want to learn. Yeah. It's like you can tell me, you tell me, Marcus, I've told you four times, keep your hand up when you throw the jab. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm doing it. Two or three strokes go by. Nope. Now I'm not. You're like, all right, I'm gonna have to whack this kid. <laughs> but guess what? Oh, yeah. Keep your hand up, huh? Yeah. yeah. You got it. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely. Yeah. So I have another quote from you. You have power over your mind, not up. Not you. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength. That's it. That's that's exactly it. It's like Sound worrying up. about the weather, right? I mean, it's cold outside. It's snowing. It was cold and snow when I was doing my workout, but uh. I can sit here and complain and cry about it or yeah. just realize that I can't control the weather, but I control the way I look at it, control the clothes I wear, control my preparation before I go out into it. 
think that um, I did a podcast I don't know, a couple of weeks ago about the controllables too because you know, people worry about the weather. I know some folks watch the 10 o'clock news or whatever, and they can't go to sleep until they, they look at the weather. <laughs> and there, if it's going to, if he, according to the weatherman, which he's wrong like 50% of the yeah. time, <laughs> it's going to be rainy and shitty tomorrow, then you go to sleep with that. And then you wake up with that as well. And yeah. so, uh, again, you know, worry about the things you can control. And the things that you control are your actions, your responses or reactions and your effort and your attitude. Those are the things you control. And, I, and I'm teaching this to my children, man. I am hoping that they'll grasp these concepts this early enough in their lives so that they could do a lot better than I did. And for you guys, for our listeners, you have to have to focus on the things you can control. You have to really focus on, on your actions. What, what is it that you You have control of what you're doing. Do you want to go to the gym or not? I mean, you have control of that, right? Mm-hmm. Then your response is like, like to criticism. How do you respond to that? Do you want to take that insult? I, I read something or heard about, you know, somebody gives you an insult. It's giving. And then if you accept it, then, then yep. you're owning that, you know. And mm-hmm. so how do you react to that? You just say, no, thank you. And then you just move on. And in that's you could control that you could control your reactions there's a zen buddhist cone where they say that where they say if a person tries to give you a gift and you refuse to take it the gift still belongs to the person who's trying to give it to you and the same thing happens with bullshit Mm -hmm. somebody tries to give you bullshit and you say i'm not taking that it's their problem not yours yeah let them keep it yeah don't take any bullshit (laughs) well things you control your effort how much effort or the quality of effort you put into anything. That's it. I would rather give 45 minutes of the highest quality effort that I can than three hours of just distracted, multitasking bullshit that doesn't yeah. get me to the next place. And I'm wasting time. Definitely, man. It's just, and then your attitude. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like for me, again, you know, making that promise to myself that I would not allow anything to disturb me or get me upset has a lot to do with my attitude and it really dictates the way my day you know, during my day, that yes, you know, how, how am I feeling? Am I feeling angry, upset, frustrated? No, I'm not because I choose not to feel have those feelings anymore. Yes, I choose not to react over those things. Yes, so this is just awesome. All right, last question. It's been two and a half hours, guys. This is a marathon. Probably we, sick of hearing me talk at this. We're point. going to break this down um, in in, in two more manageable three. chunks yeah, two for you guys to do this. Um, but it's it's so valuable to have Marcus here. By the way, he drove four and a half hours to meet me here, which uh, um, I'm very honored that he would do that. And uh, he spent again. He's an elite coach, and he's spending time uh, with us sharing his thoughts and his techniques and things like that and you guys should appreciate that so i hope that you follow him and uh you give him a lot of love but anyway my last question is what advice or gift would you give your um list the listeners the listeners i would say first of all make sure you subscribe to miguel's podcast and please give him a review because that helps more people find out about this kind of message uh if this was powerful for you then it's going to be powerful for somebody that you know um I would tell everybody basically, you know, other than saying adversity is a gift and, uh, you know, embrace the suck, I would also say just be very honest with yourself about 
what's important to you. Um, we talked about this before, but here's why it's so important. If you're not honest with yourself now, every decision that you make based off of that false belief for the rest of your life is never going to be right. Um, when I was in chiropractic school, they would give us differential diagnosis questions. It would be one question of an initial diagnosis, and then there would be 10 questions thereafter. But if I got that first question wrong, every answer that I gave after that, no matter if it was right in line with what I thought that it was, is going to be wrong as well. So having that fundamental idea, that truth, that belief, understanding what is true for you, being very honest about what you really want, what's important to you. What's important to you doesn't have to be important to other people. Just like Miguel said, you're unique, you're an individual. Find out what really is powerful and means something to you. And then just stay true to that path as much as you possibly can. Because when life comes in and you have all these other distractions, that's when it's going to be easy to either lose sight of that or to be spending your time doing other things that are not going to be in line with what you truly believe, with what you really want, with that purpose behind it. And that's what I would say. And it may not mean a lot to you by what I'm saying now because it seems too simple. But hopefully... It makes sense to you now, and if it doesn't, maybe in a couple of years it does. Yeah, it's the thing about timing too. You know, some people hear things. It's like a book. Yeah. You pick it up three months later or whatever, and you get that different thing. So if you guys are not ready, if you think this uh, conversation that we had is BS, <laughs> make sure you listen to it in a couple months because it might apply to you guys. Yeah. Well, I want to wrap this up. Um, with a lot of hesitation because I've enjoyed the conversation. I was craving a deep, meaningful conversation with you, and I got it. And I think we delivered to the audience a lot of value. I loved it. And, um, you know, with a lot of honesty and, and really practical stuff. So, you guys, I hope that um, you follow uh, um, Marcus and uh, by his book. Uh, it's been, for me, the book has been a blessing. Because it has, it has helped me clear a lot of things in, in my mind. It helped me connect some dots that, that were kind of loose out there or whatever. But it's a great book. It's the gift of the adversity. And you could probably you can find it on Amazon. And pretty soon it's going to be an audio. So yep, if you guys don't want to read it, um, you could listen to audio. So, Marcus, thank you very much, my friend, my brother. Thank you, brother. It was thank an you. honor. God bless. Thank you, everybody. Make sure that uh, if you found value in the podcast, share it with your family and friends. And make sure you give us a, racing, a rating. If, if you can follow me on Instagram, MAG Patriot, Facebook, Miguel Godfather, or email me your questions at miguel at godfatherchronicles.com. Thank you. God bless. Bye.